period of time is a period of time of inquiry, any uh, uh, questions, areas of interest that uh, you might wish to uh, look at or respond from me, please feel free to uh, ask. At the time the person speaking or myself can say thank you to bring it to a close. And three minutes of shared silence together, then another person may wish to speak so that we're alternating from the inquiry into the silence and from the silence back into the inquiry. Purpose with the inquiry is contribution towards insight and understanding for each and every person. In the inquiry, remembering too for there to be the fullness of listening and so outwardly listening to the two people who are speaking and inwardly to any responses that you might have uh, while the listening is taking place. <coughs> Inquiries for those people who didn't speak uh, in any of the previous inquiries during the retreat, and with the inquiry keeping it very much focused on the days uh, uh, of the meditation, tomorrow morning in the daily life talk, we'll try to cover many of those questions and concerns that you have uh, with regard the daily life. So very much in the spirit of uh, the time here, please, in terms of the questions and uh, areas of interest that you may have. Once again, the last agenda. Anybody remember the last gender to speak? Male. So uh, it's a, a woman uh, to uh, begin, please. Anyone at any time? Please, yes. Taped or untaped? Taped is okay. Taped, okay. Yes. Um, Christopher, my question is about the, the nature of the self mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and no self or non-self mm -hmm. mm -hmm. yep. and a fear of annihilation. And fear of annihilation. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So I'd like to ask this question yeah. or to mm. e relate it to yes. the experience this morning during meditation. Yes, please do. Sharda yeah. um, had asked us to, to bring in the field of awareness mm -hmm. as our object of focus mm -hmm, mm -hmm. this morning. So having some, um, some, a fair amount of energy and, yes. a, and, and some concentration mm -hmm. this morning yeah. that... Um, I was able to feel that field of awareness, mm -hmm. to experience the field of awareness without yes. being spacey, which yes. often can be the case for mm -hmm. me. And as I sat with that field of awareness, it, it became an experience that is not unusual, but not doesn't happen very often, mm -hmm. where um, I feel a sense of uh, expansion in yep. the body, mm -hmm. and almost as if the border between the physical self that yep. tends to be very permeable. Exactly. And at the same time, in that, there was a great calm, clarity, mm -hmm. but um, arising in, right on the solar plexus, mm -hmm. fear starting to come up. Mm. Mm. And um, as I sat with it, it became very strong and knotted. Mm. Yes. And um, anyway, through walking and then coming back again, um, I decided just to come back and sit with it. And it became stronger and almost as if 
um, a, a, an awareness of coming right down into the organs, mm, you know, yeah, in so, my body. Very, mm. very, so a very internal, centered, strong mm -hmm. experience, and at the same time maintaining the spaciousness. That mm -hmm. did not leave at all at any time. No. That was there nevertheless. <laughs> so it was a phenomenon of feeling both those things yeah. present at the same yeah. time. And as I sat with this fear, it felt like I was being asked in some way, or mm. something was being asked to let go of a sense of self. Mm. Yeah. That I was able to experience the rising of phenomenon coming mm. on and not being really necessarily identified with that phenomenon, but mm. the being who was experiencing yeah. that phenomenon was a different thing. Yeah. It yeah. was like, what distance was there? What, mm. what? The, the, the process of... Uh, Oh, you going to make no. no, that's the, it. Uh, the fear. The, the, being yeah, there. Exactly. The the process of what you describe is lovely to uh, uh, hear. And um, when taking one's um, attention off the objects uh, as such, mostly mind, body, sounds, etc., then one comes back to awareness itself, as uh, Shada was giving. Precisely speaking. Um, one can't make awareness the, the object, because what's the subject for the object? It's essentially more language of awareness as subject, awareness that light which reveals. So just as you said, when you took your attention off objects, and all the conditioned actualities of them, there was a sense of expansiveness, and one of the confirmations of it is that the kind of selfness, this different from this body from space around, gets more permeable, more malleable, uh, more um, fluid, less line is less rigid, mm -hmm. therefore less mm -hmm. self to this. Contained. Yeah, exactly. And in that expansiveness, it began, which uh, uh, quickly and rather importantly, to reveal where there is contraction. And uh, the fear that arises uh, um, out, of the, out of the being, as you, as you point out, and the fear, as you said earlier, fear of um, um, non-existence uh, uh, there. So given the unfolding uh, process going on, Awareness, expansiveness, then uh, contractedness uh, in here, yet not negating nor um, taking away mm -hmm. from the expansiveness, so that both in an expansive awareness, this can um, be acknowledged, can be contained, can be recognized, etc. So the expansiveness doesn't deny this, it, it confirms. It confirms it. What happened after that in terms of the sitting to the walking, etc.? What's the situation currently? Well, when I came back to the sitting and sat mm. with mm. it, um, I did feel a change in my focus. Mm. My focus rose a little bit mm. up as I went right into specifically where I could feel almost in my liver. Or yeah. So my as that lessened a little, I came up a little bit more into the, yeah. a little higher mm -hmm. up from the solar plexus 
into the heart. And when I felt when I felt that, I felt, and I guess that's still with me. Um, yeah. It's like my heart was included with yeah. my body and mind in the yes. experience. Yeah. And I felt um, some tears well. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, it, it relieved yeah. the fear. Yeah. It relieved the fear. And I've been sitting with this. Yes, yes, and having yeah. a discussion in my mind with you mm-hmm. <laughs> about it. <laughs> it's amazing the things that you've said to me mm-hmm. in my mind. <laughs> but that process of inquiry yeah. that you have taken, yeah. you know, to inquire with mm. has been helpful. And I sat with memories mm. of when I was much younger mm-hmm. and doing some intense practice some, mm-hmm. um, and feeling this the same thing it was like mm. a m- memory and yeah. i i don't know how important it is to say what that experience was but mm-hmm. um and this is 30 years ago it's a mm-hmm. long time mm-hmm. ago but doing some intense practice without a teacher without mm-hmm. any kind of instruction yeah. and doing a practice of ramana maharshi's who yeah. am i inquiring yeah. and scaring the living daylights out of myself i think because mm. not having any life experience there was a, such a fear of mm. being annihilated that mm. and i did have an experience where i saw myself in a mirror disappear yes. and mm. saw the bed on which i was sitting mm. and no physical being there yeah. and a figure appear in the mirror mm-hmm somebody else in my place. And that, in fact, was not frightening. I had the same kind of calm Mm -hmm. as I did this morning. Mm -hmm. And I just, it moved me away from any intense practice for many years. Mm -hmm. And so this, as I sat with this, I thought, well, okay, that's a story of something that happened a long time ago. I don't know how relevant it is, but it, it arose in my awareness. But more than anything, I just felt like there was a sense of the part of me that holds all this experience Mm -hmm. really doesn't want i i wonder is that something that will go it's like facing death Mm. (laughs) it's like it's true what is that what's demanded in the practice is the sense of oh yes no question (laughs) so as you um uh, said there, just in listening to you, your, your ability to follow and track your experience and uh, reflect it back is uh, just excellent. Um, in that expansiveness, there, there is a contraction. And sometimes the greater the expansiveness, the more we see where there is contraction. And it's the self holding on. Holding. It's like Absolutely. Desperately saying, this is my experience or something about yeah, that. Something like Absolutely. But then it was necessary and appropriate to switch in that time from that expansiveness to making an object. It, the pull mm. of it, mm. the uh, impact mm. of it, you might say even the authority of what was taking place here, meant that the aware- awareness and the attention and the samadhi, the concentrated focus, etc., all had to go to that place. And the healthy response coming out of that was that it uh, began to move. So in the very movement, and the way you described it, your hands there, uh, the very movement is shifting, and in that shifting is taking some of the solidity out of it. And felt the heart, etc., touched, 
tears in your eyes as you spoke, uh, the recollection of a memory very similar. All, all of this I uh, put into uh, good signs. So in the impact that was taking place, there's mm-hmm. this uh, movement going on. And in the um, movement, uh, mostly really related and connected with the body, and hopefully, with the movement, less sense of fear. Just this is the movement, and mm. it, uh, all that might be manifesting up through the body, affecting the heart, affecting this region area, and just that movement, hopefully not at the expense of that uh, expansive awareness, boundarily less awareness, mm. as the Buddha say. And that experience uh, um, of that is to find a a way of understanding which takes the substance out of this. In order order that what is um, annihilated (coughs) is the ego. It is a practice of destruction of the ego. That, That is definitely a strong uh, feature. And ego is simultaneous means holding. So that is what ego is. It's hold, what, that which holds. That. What is holding. That is e- e, uh, ego. So that the I and the my is left in as a s- simple shorthand description of events. Ego is, is annihilated. So without, you said without the... The intensity? No, that's not what you said. No, not the, in, the, the, the body, the organism, yes. as you said, can, you know, it, it, it produces its own uh, uh, say, energy or vitality adrenaline. or movement, adrenaline, etc., uh, uh, etc. Et and sometimes it can be very strong, potency right. of it. Right. Your experience 30 years ago, in a way, confirmed to you how strong it would be. Right. The, in, the end result was of it not wanting to do anything intensive practice because of this was stronger than the expansiveness. That's why. And the expansiveness is a key to a liberated realization. When this has a, a hold in all the forms that it takes in life, there is a contraction or there is a holding. When that is stronger, when that's invested with and given selfness to it, it takes away liberation. This time, what are you going to believe in? Another 30 years wait? Probably <laughs> got grey hairs, you won't have to wait that long. Well, I, 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 I must say that I have spent the last 10 years in, 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 oh, in some spiritual practice. Good for you. It's only I, 20 years then. So it's, yeah. <laughs> um, but I did yeah. take good. a break for a good 15 years. Right. But good in the thing. last 10 years, right. I have been involved in it. Yeah, yeah, good for you. <laughs> All right. So sometimes but, 15 years in Dharma world, honestly, <laughs> is peanuts. Peanuts. Okay. Nothing, nothing. So sometimes there's a strong, powerful experience at that Time not having, and very understandably, and I hear this regularly from people, not just not having the resources outwardly or inwardly mm-hmm. to realize what was taking place. Mm-hmm. The unusual feature with Ramana Mahashi is that he had the resources inwardly first, then he had them outwardly through um, those uh, confirmation elsewhere. So you know, he, he, he's a 
blessed in that regard. There, others never have these things any uh, anyway, but some have, and then it really comes down to what's going to carry the authority in life: the self, I, me, and my. Therefore, the holding, influencing, da da da, or the expansiveness, which is not of self. And this is what I'm asking today. Um, well, I just feel like I'm somewhere in the middle of those two things. Yeah, no, 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 you're not. No, 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 I and my is not in the middle. <laughs> not a chance. No. So, it lead. To go, let's go back to the expansiveness for a moment uh, there. The, the self, uh, it's beyond the me and my. Life is expansive. That's the nature of it. And this little event here is nothing, is it? So there's the expansiveness, and it has, because it's non-dual in its nature, it's so expansive that it can and is including, as you confirmed through, with your experience today, mm. even the contraction. Mm -hmm. They're not actually opposite to each They're other. They're not opposite. No. It's not a duality. Exactly. This is, it's not a duality. This one's got to be clear, clear, clear about. So, there is the, the movement here, and one can live from this, this contraction. Therefore, live from self, live from I, me, and my. Or, one sees the emptiness of it. But it, I would say yes, that, that um, <clears throat> there is something in that expansion when, it is, when there is clarity mm. um, of... It's one thing to have an experience on the cushion. cushion. It's yeah. another thing to um, make choices in life, to be in the day-to-day -day life. You, I, I, um, I quite agree. And to be willing, I mm. think, I don't know if this, this is another series of thoughts that's been going on, mm. but to be willing to choose some, to, to limit, I, I don't mean limiting the no. awareness, but the limit a choice in mm. terms of a day-to-day -day life, not to seek the extraordinary mm. in the day-to-day -day life, but to seek and to be willing to be with the ordinary. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So it, it sounds a little here, the, uh, the, the, uh, the self has moved, and it's moving away from what is, and it's got a little future thinking going on here. So forget yes. the medication. Meditation, <laughs> cushion. Forget it. Forget all that. Forget that. Forget. There's no. There's no future in the immeasurable. You've got to trust here. Understand this, and the rest of your existence will look after itself. No sweat. No problem. Don't have to worry about choices. Okay. Right. I'll just trust that. No, no, no. No, no need no? to put your hands. <laughs> you can put your hands down. We haven't finished. <laughs> so there's a sense of the imme immeasurable there and that uh, expansiveness which uh, goes uh, with it. And sometimes the sense of I arises, as you pointed out, and the I and right, uh, can arise, almost seeming like I'm either going from one to the other or I'm in between. Yeah? Yes. And, and when one goes to one called here, called self, I, me, and my, the characteristic of it, living, as it were, in that world, in that fiction, actually, living in that, it's a world of pleasure and pain, 
success and failure, doing things right, doing them wrong, getting one's own way, not getting one's own way. This all belongs to here. All belongs to self, 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 self. Teachings are not self-teaching, which is the same thing as an immeasurable teaching, as an expansive one. One, as it were, coming out of that, as it were, as a wave comes out of the ocean. So, what's your response? My immediate response yeah. is, I don't know how to do that. No, 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 no. Okay, so that's a lousy response. And then <laughs> <laughs> Abandon that, about that's, <laughs> how... How, how can the, how, the eye cannot know how to respond? How could it? It couldn't, it couldn't know how to respond to that which is, how can the eye know how to respond to that which is not I? Okay, that's not a clue. This is totally out of its league. What's your response? Hard question. I agree. Take your time. Dig, dig. What's your response? Responses from a not I. Not even necessary that you even have an answer. Silence is a valid statement as words out of our mouth. That's the best I can come up with. That's all right. <laughs> eh? That's all right. Just be clear, clear, clear. Not, not necessary to come up with uh, anything. Silence is as profound a statement of. Uh, what we're exploring as anything else. How's the trust? Um, how's, how's the trust? No, no the in the immeasurable, there's no future. In this, there's all preoccupation I, with it. Today, tomorrow, and uh, last I, week. I, there is trust. Ah, there is trust. Good. There is trust. Mm -hmm. Good. Good. Mm -hmm. And, and, there and is. Let, let trust there be is. as... Uh, I, I feel a gratitude that there is trust. That's I it. do have and trust. It, Stay with the immeasurable, trust with uh, trust. that, and everything will look after itself. Promise you. Good. Thank you. Thank you. On a tape, this is fine. Yeah. Okay. I, I spoke to you when the one-to-one <coughs> -one in regard to this. <coughs> yes. I have been diagnosed as having uh, a cancer, yes. not in the uh, initial stages, but not uh, advanced. Yes. So I have to make a determination as to what form of therapy to pursue Absolutely. with various yeah. uh, uh, possibilities. Now, I, in the uh, personal interview, I asked you if 
uh, meditation could be used to create uh, an atmosphere mm -hmm. in which I could better able uh, to come to a sensible uh, conclusion. Yeah. And you suggested that uh, it would be sensible to uh, keep a journal because you said that there's a lot of thoughts and mm -hmm. feelings to process mm -hmm. and the journal would be uh, a, a, a valuable uh, yeah. adjunct yeah. to what was going on. Then the other day <clears throat> you said that uh, uh, wise attention could solve any problem. I, th I think those were you, uh, your words. They were. Now, I'd like to know, with yeah. respect to a, uh, it, it, well, any problem, but with respect to a health problem in particular, mm. how is wise yeah. attention applied? Um, the, uh, it's a good, it's a good uh, uh, question uh, there. And in that, just a little bit for the language in case we might be misunderstanding any, anywhere. Um, the, the, the problem, uh, say in this case around the cancer, where the, the mind is worrying, afraid, fearful, anxious, and all that would be humanly associated with the experience of cancer in the body. And that is the problem uh, there. So as Shada said in her talk the other evening, uh, reflecting the Buddha's comment, that we do need to be extraordinarily vigilant and careful. We have one arrow, one arrow is called the cancer, not to generate another or to human arrow in, called the problem. So the wise attention is to cure the problem to be able to act and see clearly and to see what the necessary response is to the, to, to the situ, uh, situation there. And... As you said, when something uh, is developing uh, and has been uh, di diagnosed, then in terms of wise attention to the cancer, there may be necessary wise attention to the mindset that's going, that may be going with it. So in that respect, as I said, I mean, sometimes we need an outlet because uh, one can just wake up with, 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 with terrible fears just in a single moment of information, um, the, uh, ner nervousness and sometimes terror uh, can shake one because of the information that one has. So there sometimes we need outlets through meditation, through um, um, writing things out to have an outlet for what one is feeling and thinking, to communicating with others. They're all resources so that the mind doesn't create a terrible pressure for itself with what it knows in terms of the events in the body. So I had problem in mind exclusively in those terms. When something is uh, arising with, um, in the body, in this case, uh, uh, cancer there, then, of course, there is a certain um, urgency that, uh, about it. It's not something that we can meditate on, reflect on long period of time. So therefore that really requires of us what is the most direct and appropriate and skillful action to take place. And I do think that the primary motive and intention must be towards cure. Even if one is quite unattached to life and a free human being, 
There are exceptions, but I think pr the primary, primary intention and motivation must be towards cure. And then, of course, does arise, following on from that, what is the most skillful and appropriate means for the cure? And generally, the way we conceive of these things these days, generally it would be through conventional medicine. And, and as one form, and complementary um, medicine as the uh, other, and sometimes, of course, the bringing of both together. And these things tend to work by degree. And this is where your decision-making will come in. You know, putting it rather crudely with conventional medicine, which may be necessary, sometimes it has a um, uh, form of uh, poison, it means chemotherapy, you know, when it, there's an attack on the cells. Uh, uh, sometimes it's uh, burning, it's radiation. That's a, another methodology that is used and can be quite appropriate. And the third would be to cut surgery. And sometimes burn, poison, burn, cut are the methods that are used when it's reached certain levels. And people, and probably people in this hall here, who have experienced directly the benefit of such a uh, means because it's been absolutely necessary to preserve the life there. And one has to consider that avenue if it is necessary. And the other, I think, is necessary anyway. It's indispensable. And th therefore the conditions of, um, of diet, conditions and support from complementary medicine, etc., and some people, to their credit, both imply risk, follow exclusively that kind of route. And we had a, I remember, inquiry here when Shadra and I were teaching here last year with uh, one person with uh, cancer, colon cancer, and who was an MD, a number of people know him well. And he was told if he didn't have surgery, if he didn't have everything cut out, he'd die. And, uh, and he had all the information, far more than we would have, because he was an MD, still went this way, and, and seems, to, seems to have uh, uh, cured or arrested, or whatever it is at the present time, the, the condition. So it is an important consideration. I think the motivation matters uh, a great deal. It's a certain act of trust in uh, either direction. And, of course, one does have to take... Uh, Note, and I think sometimes two or three authorities are vital in terms of the information, that means in the medical establishment, what that information is that they are providing to you. Um, and if you would like to say, where, where is it at the present time? What, what's, what's, what's their um, advice? What's their suggestions? What do, what do they think you need to do in light of the situation? Well, I have... Uh it's called uh, type 2 type prostate two. cancer. Now yeah. there are four types. Yeah. So this means that it's active but localized. Mm. Right. So um, the active is the area of concern. Localized is, the, is, is some, obviously some relief, relief there. What are they telling you in terms of... Um, diagnosis, and from their experience in, as regard to the expectation in the future? What, what, what's the, have they given you any times? Have they, have they told you 
what needs to be done? What, what's, what's there? Well, as it's t I have to hear more when I go back. Yeah. But as of this stage, it's a question of uh, combined uh, hormone therapy yes. with uh, radiation. Yes. Now, the hormone therapy is uh, a shot, a, a pills, and then a shot that lasts for three months. Yeah. And then after that, it's a period of uh, radiation for about eight to nine weeks, weeks yes, uh, five, yeah. five days a week. Yes, I know. Yeah, yeah, yes. I was just speaking to uh, one of the people, a uh, uh, friend here yesterday, whose father died from uh, prostate cancer uh, there, and um, I understand didn't have um, um, treatment, radiation uh, uh, treatment. And, of course, with uh, <coughs> cancer, <coughs> and it does vary from person to person, that sometimes it can be arrested slow, and sometimes it's more virulent. It's very, very hard to know. You know very slowly, then it can accelerate. There's always an element of uncertainty. In yourself, with regard to, let's say, the hormone treatment and the subsequent weeks of uh, radiation, do you feel comfortable about taking those steps? I mean, it's not going to be very comfortable, but if the information that you had at hand said that is necessary that to stop this uh, uh, cancer and to follow it through, would you do it? Can you do it? I can do it, but my problem is that I feel good. I mean, I don't feel ill or no. uh, any problems. No. But they tell me based on uh, biopsy and uh, MRIs and yes. other considerations. Yes, yes. So... In a way, it's one of the situations where one can feel, you know, well in oneself, you know, uh, there, there. But that sense of comfort, general sense of pleasantness, general sense of health, and just presumably some of the um, inconveniences, you know, initially that go with prostate cancer, you know, um, getting up for the toilet in the night or sometimes difficulty in urinating, these you know, kind of typical features that go on uh, with, uh, with it. But one's got to guard against, as it were, being identified with feeling good, feeling okay as, as a human being, and the specified localized information that you're getting. That is there that could spread further, and that would change the total condition significantly. So at the present time, your outlook and attitude seems uh, um, fine and well there. Putting aside that you feel okay and forgetting that for a moment, what's your relationship to the specific localized circumstance? In terms of going along, along that rude route, route as you say. I'm only asking, it's not a, a question with any investment here. I would say I, I uh, waver. You waver? In terms of... Uh, where to come down mm. in the on the issue? I mean, there's even the possibility of uh, 
of surgery, but I would have to be actively pursue that. Mm. They're disinclined to do that, I think. Yes. So is, is it, um, according to the health issue, a step-by-step -step hormone first, if that it's needed radiation or radiation is an absolute follow-up to it? As I understand that the radiation is a absolute follow-up unless there was some uh, extraordinary development that they see that uh, yeah, that's yeah. what I would be hoping. Yeah. That, that would be yeah. in the back of my mind. Yeah. So there's a certain kind of graduation that uh, goes on and then the third option would be the surgery. Yeah. In just in terms of the, the secondary um, consideration, we, we, we might, we'll take um, already engaged in the process of meditation. Attitude seems healthy. Um, what about other areas of, of life? Alternative in the medicines, um, uh, diet would be a very important one. A very strict diet which is supportive. How's your relationship to all of that? Well, I, I believe uh, wholeheartedly in, in diet yeah, and yeah. exercise. Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel that, that there's a lot that I <clears throat> can do to maximize uh, mm -hmm. any uh, positive outcome. Yes. And would you say before the diagnosis that generally speaking, spiritual life, meditation, commitment to the Dharma, uh, diet, exercise, all those features were already in place? In place, but not uh, running at maximum steam. No, no. <laughs> no, no. And <laughs> that's rare anyway. And the reason I ask, obviously, that it can be that to all intents and purposes, one is living reasonably integrated life in which one is considerate to diet, to exercise, to posture, to lifestyle, etc. One is, is living a reasonably sane kind of, of life and yet despite that a cancer easily can arise and it can just arise through all other circumstances, hereditary, genetic, environmental, etc. etc. All those can be coming together and serve in some way as a catalyst, even if one is living uh, as well as life as one could live there. So sometimes, for some people, because the organism has that with it already, it is not such a big contrast anyway, I mean, to develop complementary medicine uh, approach. Yet, as I said last summer, uh, sometimes even a person who has that kind of consciousness went on a very special particular diet, uh, etc., uh, can be powerful and can be effective. And I can give you the person's name and address um, after, after the retreat, since he's an MD as well. But I think more, more, more important, at the present time, the intention is to go to see the doctor and what's the, the intention in seeing when you go next time? When you go to see your MD, what, what's... What is what does do you expect from that, or what does he expect from you? 
Well, I, I have a friend that's uh, a research MD. Yeah. And uh, he's going over the information yeah. and going over um, all the material and speaking to the head of the service. Yes. And then he's going to give me um, feedback in terms yeah. of his overall view. Mm. Right. So that communication to you is going to be very important there. Can sometimes, because um, with uh, doctors as with any other area, there can be um, uh, some anxieties already. In other words, sometimes they put out a message more strong and more intense in a way to cover themselves. You know, they don't want any backlash from their pa from their patients, so they kind of push in a particular direction. Can you get a supplementary voice to also to advise you, who's also knowledgeable and particularly and possibly specialises in this particular cancer, so that you've got doesn't make it necessarily easier, but it, it just can help. Is there a way to do that? I'm, I'm going to try. I think. But, but I, I spoke to, uh, I say, the, my friend, and I said that I uh, was going to look for uh, another opinion. Yeah. And he said that uh, that uh, is something that is sort of uh, particular of this country. He comes from more the British system. Yeah. And he said that, uh, that getting multiple opinions can sometimes create more confusion than clarity. I can. That's why um, I think one does have to set some kind of ceiling on two or three. <laughs> For that very reason, one can end up more confused, uh, etc. But if there is two or three, it can be a certain... depends if there's a certain consistency. If there's a certain consistency, then I think one has to take notice of the consistency. They all share the same, same view, uh, and it's very, it, it is difficult because things can go slowly and continue to go slowly, or can arrest, or can go in a sudden leap, or whatever. But from their experience, and these are the people who specialize, getting as much as you can from them in terms of present into, into future, and, and what, what their considered uh, opinion uh, is. Well... Not to prolong the, uh, yeah, yeah. the discussion, mm -hmm. yeah. but this is where the uh, wise attention comes, comes in. In. Yeah. Mm -hmm. in other words, how does one bring wise attention to a complex situation? Yeah, I, th I know it isn't easy, and I think the support for uh, wise attention rests on the intention. The intention is what will, what is the necessary step towards cure of prostate cancer uh, as uh, quickly as possible. That, I think that, that, that's, that's the, the, the one feature of the wise attention in terms of the action. And to really act as decisively uh, as you can. When you go to see the MD, you take with you, you've got questions and you want to ask and you want, um, you want answers. No, I've come yeah. armed with questions. Good, that's good. Yeah, that, that, that's, and they, they appreciate it. They, they, oh, they, they have been uh, cooperative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there's a mutual intention there to, to cure and, and, and the appreciation to them. And just 
expressing your appreciation for their willingness to be cooperative in that way is important. You know, it's, it's a level playing field to look at a situation uh, there. So one is intention. That, that's intention with regard to the action. The other wise attention is the relationship to the whole of your existence. That relationship to the whole of uh, your existence, uh, in this case with body as the primary object, necessarily so at the, at the present time, that's an easy question. Um, how much does it feel like selfness is going into all, all of this? In, in, in other words, how's your awareness and your practice seeing organic life as organic life in its changing conditions? See it, this org- organism <coughs> there responding with wise attention, taking well, care of... Well, it certainly, it brings uh, to the forefront the question of non-permanency mm-hmm. yeah. and also of mortality. Yeah. Yeah, right. So we just heard um, from the previous person making a reference to uh, Ramana, Ramana Mahashi. Uh, he died from uh, cancer and he, in 1950, was offered treatment. And, and that would have meant in his uh, case, because the, the cancer started in the arm, uh, amputation of the arm, and uh, he refused. He was told what the consequences you know, would be, and he just acknowledged and accepted uh, that and was uh, clear uh, with that, and that was his decision out of his understanding, out of his realization, uh, etc. Et so I don't want to be you know, too absolute in uh, uh, any of these areas there. But uh, since it brings to face-to-face more sense of mortality and with permanence of life uh, there, clear and steady with it or afraid? Well, I, uh, <clears throat> I'm, I'm quoting someone, and when I heard it many years ago, I thought, what a sensible statement. This is the person who had cancer. Mm-hmm. And he said that uh, it was Dr. Sheehan, a runner, mm-hmm. and he said that uh, he wasn't afraid of uh, death, but he was afraid of the process of dying. Yeah, yes. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I would feel more in that line. Yes, yes. And it is uh, a tough thing to be able to uh, stay uh, strictly with that process, and to some degree, what we do here, engaged in here, is learning to stay steady in the face of no matter what. And so the concept of dying can have uh, an immense charge to it. There is still, no matter what the condition of this, it's still moment to moment. The language of dying goes, and all the emotion that goes with it, is the extra layer, and with it, the fears and the anxieties. I was going to say, still moment-to-moment life, no matter what we put to it, has the ability to cut through the dying image picture, staying steady with one day at a time, one moment at a, at a time, and without all the layers. 
Dying is a, is a layer, in a, in a way. A view, it's an interpretation of present to future, but it's a powerfully emotive one. Well, I, I may be confusing things, but I've had some uh, exposure to the Hindu tradition. Yeah. Mm. And I find that uh, very empowering mm-hmm. to think of, uh, in a sense, that uh, uh, this body being a vehicle. Yeah. And that uh, on death, it's really a dropping of that vehicle. Yeah. And then that whatever else that spirit there's something else that is being carried on Mm -hmm. so I find that that's very uh, uh, empowering from from my point of view yeah and uh, that's uh, recollection and being uh, steady and clear about that will be important it might be important this week next week next month at some point it will be important. Just, uh, that which contributes to seeing, well, here's the, the body, it's, uh, it's, it will exhaust itself there, and um, the wave, as it were, of the body will go back into the ocean, and the forces are there, the wave will c- come up again in this movement of life going on that goes on. And, but it's keeping steady uh, with it, because at times... Um, Fears and around extinction and annihilation, or how things will be in the future. If, one, if the feeling the sense of dying, all, all can uh, shake the uh, inner life a great deal. So it's an enormous challenge, and to us, all of us, be with it one moment to the next. See body just as as body, as organic life. Take those uh, uh, steps. I think being well-informed is, is an important one uh, here. And if you do get from the uh, specialists in, in this area some consistency uh, of um, uh, message and communication, and, it's, and therefore you do go um, uh, down that road, having known people who have been down that uh, road, and my dear niece was down that road, recently with leukemia, etc., that sometimes I necessarily say, okay, with this whole journey of life, there may be a period of perhaps um, a year which is going to have to attend primarily to this, and therefore it may have to include those three steps that we spoke about. Therefore, the, <coughs> the, uh, the medication and um, uh, the, the radiation and maybe the third one uh, as well. But uh, it's an extraordinary thing that even though it's extraordinarily uh, uh, difficult, um, the, um, people go through that and, 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 and come out of it and, and, and quite renewed. And I was just speaking to my niece who on the day that she was starting at university, 18 years of age, was told that she had um, leukemia and was completely a complete shock. So she went down this road. And I said, my goodness, how did you handle it? And she said, a mother said to her one thing, that's my sister, said to her uh, uh, one, one, one thing, 
And she said, the mother said to her, God won't send you any more than you can handle. I thought it was a lovely uh, one line. And my, my, my niece said, she said it was incredibly uh, uh, supportive and strengthening for her. And then she said, but I don't even know if I believe in God. <laughs> <laughs> but she said she would just remember that. I won't get sent more than I can handle. And sometimes, we've, you know, that kind of conviction just helps one to move through these things. Well, it sounds like pulp fiction, but I feel <laughs> in a way well, that... pulp fiction? I mean, in, in, in the, you know, easily come by, but I feel that in a way it's a challenge. It is. And it's, it's a challenge that poses a possible opportunity. Yeah. Now, whether the... How one takes advantage of that opportunity yeah. is the question. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. It is an opportunity, it, 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 it is a challenge, it will be a, a day, daily challenge uh, uh, for you, and, it, and I do think it's up to anyone in such uh, challenging circumstances to see a guilt, to find, the, uh, to use all the resources of the Dharma here, finding the, the wisdom in these situations, you know, to, to be fearless in these situations, to take the necessary s steps and, and uh, to bring that kind of intention and attention uh, to it so that there's only one arrow and not two. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.